Hey, you sick, twisted freaks. It's Rolly. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Now, you're going to see right off the bat that uh, this uh, show is for the week ending November 20th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. And you're going to look at that and go, hey, hey, hold on, Al. Yeah? You do it. Hey, it's it's the 21st when you're dropping it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I've already done this show once or twice, and and uh, we had a major malfunction, and I had to do it again. So this is the this is for the week ending eleven twenty, but it's eleven twenty one, and um, it's uh, we look we look we we just we just changed time zones or uh, pod zones. We changed pod zones. We're, we had to go back an hour, and now we're forward in another day. Uh, do, do, I don't understand what the hell you're talking about. Neither do I at this point. I'm really look. It's just it's a day late and a dollar short. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so are we all clear? No. Okay, all right, fine. So I was going to start uh, this, uh, this episode of the, of the train wreck with um, things that are a little more, oh, I don't know, uh, newsworthy. But I, uh, with regard to what happened yesterday, I'm actually going to add something in here, and I'm going to lead off with that. Um, so... Most of you know that I am of a certain age. Um, If you don't, I'm 52. That's a reality. And that means that I was born in 1970. Don't don't judge. Okay, it's you know, I'm only a couple of years away from the AARP card. Actually, I, I can get the AARP card now because they start sending you those when you're 35 for some reason. Youngins, this is something you have to look forward to? Not really, but anyway. So, when I was um, four years old, my, uh, my family, uh, we, um, we were uh, stationed in uh, Pearl Harbor, so Honolulu, Hawaii. And... That's where I went to elementary school, when I went to kindergarten. Lahua Elementary School in Pearl City. And the only reason I know that for sure is because I remember the name of my teacher because it was so distinctive a name. It was Mrs. Shimabukura. That is a, that is a distinctive name if there ever was one. And I remember there was a Mrs. Spoon. And I can't remember the third teacher. Kindergarten and first grade in Hawaii, at least at that time, were two classrooms, three teachers. So there were two classrooms put together and three teachers. And I I remember a lot of this pretty fondly. If you are a certain age living in Honolulu and... uh, Watching children's television, some of you would know the name Pogo and Checkers. So, yeah, look, I'm just saying you can go look this stuff up. Maybe I'll put a link to the show notes on Pogo and Checkers because I remember seeing a documentary not too long back about them. But the most important thing that you need to remember about 1974 and Hawaii is that we got. There was a Japanese television station. And on that Japanese television station, they played um, cartoons. They played anime, or what we know today is anime, right? 
And I remember very distinctly remembering seeing something called Raidin. Um, There was Robocon. Ganbare Robocon, which is a, a cute little robot that lived with humans and had to get his uh, diploma, basically. And it was an odd couple kind of thing, and he always found himself getting into trouble. Really funny. Uh, there was uh, there's a, a few like that um, that I just can't remember the name of half of them. But the one that I want you to remember the most was called Go Ranger. Go Ranger was the first live action. Um, show in what is now known as Sentai or Super Sentai, which is five people in masks, differently colored suits that battle bad guys. And they all have different, uh, there's, you know, if the lady, there's usually a, a pink, uh, a pink lady. There's a, uh, uh, the leader is always red. And in 1974, the first one of these was called Go Ranger. I'll put a link in the show notes to the archive at the, um, the Wayback Machine. Um, a link to all the episodes that I found of Go Ranger. So in 1974, this was one of my favorite things ever. Flash forward 20 years. Uh, I'm either married or about to be married. And a gentleman named uh, Craig Saban, Saban, S-A-B-A-N, came along with this new, really neat stuff that, and, and I, there were kids and they, they told me all about this really new thing called the Power Rangers. And I had been, I watched it and, and I said, oh, I saw this 20 years ago. And they looked, people looked at me like I had another head and I, and I explained. And back then, I don't think that the kids knew that what they were doing was they had found footage basically of, um, or found footage. They were repurposing footage from what was called Zoo Ranger, which is a, a, a later on sequel. And that's where the, the Zord and, and Megazord and all that comes from. Craig Saban did this with a couple of things. There was that. Um, there was a, a failed. It didn't catch on as, as good, but uh, it, it was a hit. And it's a it's a classic in Japan called uh, Kamen Rider. Some of you may have uh, grown up watching Night Flight in the middle of the night on USA Network, and you may have seen Ultraman at some point, right? Although Ultraman is more Takuatsu. Um, but, uh, again, back to Sentai, which is, you know, the four or five people in differently colored suits, uh, fighting bad guys. And of course, as someone who saw this in 1974 and was a huge fan of it, I watched the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers because it was fun for me. This is stuff that I really got off on as a kid, right? And I followed the Green Ranger and the White Ranger uh, story. Uh, Tommy, of course. 
And Tommy, of course, came back on other episodes or other sequels of Power Rangers um, that, you know, the Time Rangers or the, the different things. Because, again, there's only. It's a lot like um, Mexican telenovelas. They only last one season and then you move on to another version of it that they come up with. Right. So there was, you know, there's a, a bunch of these. And again, we're talking over 50 or almost 50 years now of this art form. And it is an art form at this point. It's a it, it's it's an accepted part of Japanese culture. And I loved it. And I loved Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And I especially loved Tommy. So when we heard yesterday that Jason David Frank, the gentleman that played Tommy, uh, passed away. It, 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 it took me a minute because he was 49 years old. So just about my age. And he's not the first one of those Power Rangers to die. I think the Yellow Ranger, Trini, I think uh, had passed away at some point. I think another one, the Black Ranger, the Black Power Ranger from the original show might be gone. I'm not sure. But Jason David Frank as Tommy Oliver was he was the face of the show for uh, for at least a little bit of that I know the blue ranger um he he went on and did some other things but Tommy came back as a red ranger and some other things and as we understand it that Jason David Frank uh um uh, took his own life and that's that's horribly sad because the man had, I would hope that there were other things that he could offer. I hope that what should have been probably one of the greatest moments of his life, being cast in that role and being you know, remembered for that, or not, and I say remembered in, in, the, in the way that he's passed on, I would hope that this is something that he would be able to, you know, continue to trade off of for, for years, going to cons and things like that. You might not think that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers is as big a show and as worthy of con respect as things like Star Trek or Star Wars or Doctor Who, but it is. It, it absolutely is. And I just find it absolutely sad that, that, uh, that uh, Jason uh, took his own life. And it, it, it made me very sad because I, you would think that... Well, I don't know. With people like Robin Williams, who, you know, you, he was smiling and cracking jokes all the time. You never really knew what he was dealing with on the inside until it was too late. And I'm assuming it's probably similar with, um, with Jason. I, I, I just say this to, to remember... Jason David Frank in in the way that I think he should be remembered as the White Ranger and as someone who for a lot of kids was a role model somebody to look up to and I would rather remember him for that than for anything else with that said though and this has been said a lot lately God almighty I swear would you please check on, check in on your people? Make sure they're okay. 
if the if there's somebody that needs to talk, don't you know give them space. But if they need to talk and they need to get something out, if they're sad, if if you think there's a problem, sometimes being a friend is helping them in a way that they don't think they need to be helped. Be there to listen, but also be there to talk. And with that, uh, welcome to Rolly. I, I am he who what be Rolly. And yeah. to the meat yes we are navigating to the meat right now we're never gonna live that down are we nope no we are not this is it is a staple of the program now we will always have meat to navigate to so let it be written so let it be done what never mind don't worry about it so uh we had an election did anybody hear about this did you has your let me ask you this um just as an aside and tell me just show hands um have your email has your email and your mailbox and and all of that uh, text messages has it um did you hear it like gasp for relief just uh, after the uh, the election was over because uh it just got stuffed full of vote for me send me money they're bad we're good did you did it drop off did you did you notice it drop off cuz now they don't need you <laughs> except unless you live in Georgia if you live in Georgia you're probably still getting it for a couple of weeks right and yeah, so we got the Senate uh, is, is still Democratic. Uh, the Democrat uh, Democratic Party held the Senate. It's 50 uh, to uh, 49. And uh, with uh, Georgia still uh, to be uh, to be played. <laughs> so. And look, can we just talk about this for a second here? Our, our Georgia. Li- li- listen, listen to me, Georgia. It's just you and me right now. I, I just, I feel the need. No, no c- come here. I'm not going to hurt. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> come here. Do. Are, are you seriously considering voting for the guy with water on the brain? Are you, are, are you, are you doing that? Are you seriously considering voting for the guy who got hit in the head one too many times on the football field? Are are you, are you? Are you seriously, are you, are you seriously, are you seriously going to vote for the guy who can't remember? <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, I think this, it's okay. You can back up a little bit. I swear to God, if this guy remembers where he is on a given, any given day, I, I'd be surprised. There's an old joke about Elvis. Um, you know, why is, why, why is Elvis f- fat and, 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 and delusional? And your mother says, um, uh, he's laughing all the way to the bank. Well, he was on so many drugs, he probably laughed uh, everywhere he went. 
Oh, a model of the bank. Ha <laughs> ha. I, I imagine that happening with Herschel. It, not on drugs. This is just him sober. This is him straight. Just as, you know. And I, and I, oh, no, look. Am I at the bank? With the good air? Be Becky with the good that, I know it's a Becky with the good air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. China with the good air. <laughs> Shit. I have no idea what the fuck you people are talking. I know, I know. Just, just, just work with me. This is a guy who's been pile-drived repeatedly over the years. Okay, he, he's, look, take nothing away from him. Dude is a legend, okay, on the football field. And I would just like to remember him in a nice way as being Herschel Walker, football legend. Now, I'm not as into football as much as I used to be, and the reason why I am is because, are, are you watching Herschel? Are, are you paying attention to him? Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's like that. Football did that to him. And I'm just wondering, because he went, I need some water. Where am I? Why am I? Where are my pants? Waking up in a strange place. Don't know where or who you, you're going to take me to the huddle. No, I'm not. No, I'm going to take you to the clinic. Apparently. You and you and you. Do, do you get a punch card for that? I'm just. You can't seriously be thinking of voting for this guy because. Look, if you want someone pliable that will do what you tell him to do, I would I would think that Herschel's probably open to suggestion. You know, susceptible, you know, like like, you know, Khan with the bug in the ear for, you know, Chekhov in Wrath of Khan, you know, the little bug that he put in the ear, you know, susceptible to suggestion. I would I would assume that he will do Whatever you ask him to do, because I, I, is he going to have his own thoughts? Maybe, but they're not going to be like fully formed. It's going to be something like like Reagan, you know, I mean, there was like something about umbrellas and laser beams and. It's going to be kind of like that. Now, I mean, if we're going to talk about people that have been hit in the head repeatedly, I would rather vote for Mick Foley because he sounds like he's at least got something together. But this guy, I just, which, which way they go? What round is it? So I'm hoping. Georgia. I'm hoping that you guys will, will um, recognize. I know some of you, I ain't no in hell, no way in hell I'm voting for a Democrat. It's just not happening. Okay, I understand. Could you vote for the sane one? Because I promise you, it's not Herschel. Now, on the other side of things, of course, the GOP now have control of the House. It's going to be a very narrow, narrow, narrow majority. <coughs> but now that we know that the GOP is going to uh, take the House and, and that uh, someone other than Nancy Pelosi will be Speaker of the House. 
whether or not that's Kevin or uh, anyone else that, you know, because Kevin, Kevin does not have a lock on this. Kevin McCarthy does not have a lock on this. He might think he does. He might wake up on January 3rd and go, what the fuck happened? Because all he has wanted to be is Speaker of the House. And I'm just saying, if, if, if there's a just and verdant God, <laughs> what's going to happen is that's going to get taken away from him by someone even more batshit crazy than, well, I have to back that up. Kevin's not batshit crazy. He's just malicious. Marjorie Trailer Park Green, on the other hand, she's batshit crazy. Lauren Boebert is batshit crazy. Matt Gates is batshit crazy. Right? So somebody from that wing over there, the, the, the what the fuck wing of the Republican Party, they might try to be speaker. And, and yes, you know, he, McCarthy thinks he's got enough votes, but, um, you know, when, when, when people get together to vote for things like that in the House of Representatives in January, I mean, you know, there's a precedent that's been set now. That, you know, shit might not happen the way you expect it. But one thing that we do know for sure is that um, the next two years are going to be um, a festival. Do you remember a few years back... Uh, that um, the um, the perpetual boner for Hillary Clinton that the uh, the, the Republican Party has um, just it reached its kind of apex, you know, its most turgid point. So they, you know, they because because Benghazi and emails and Benghazi and Ben mails and and e e e Ghazi. That's what the next two years are going to be like. And it's going to be all sizzle and no steak. They're going to just, you know, they're just going to have hearing after hearing after hearing that, you know, that, that, um, we're, they're, they're fairly sure somebody did something wrong because somebody told them that and they heard it on Fox or Newsmax or OA. It was one of those. And because, you know, they heard it from them and, and, uh, and Alex over in the corner. Yeah, no, we have it. We have the documentation in force. Now, we, we know everybody in the executive branch are lizards. You know, we have it. We have the documentation. I got no money, but I got the documentation. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, that, that's what's going to go on here. They're, they're, they're going to take um, what we will call Republican facts. You know, alternative facts, as, as was said in the last administration. They're going to, um, they're, they're going to feed that, uh, just, oh God, help me. <laughs> that's what, that's what the next two years are going to be like. No policy, just, you know, endless investigations. Because, you know, their, their feelings don't care about your facts. Yeah, we, we've done a total 180 now. And, the, and the, there's a wider problem that we need to talk about here is that nobody in the legislature, nobody in mainstream media, nobody like that has... Uh, our best interests at heart because, you know, they, they're interested in the drama. Um, they're interested in the wins. Uh, it's, it's all about wins and losses and whataboutism and scapegoating and fear-mongering and manufactured outrage. Angertainment. Yes? 
we're, we don't actually have to get anything done because as long as we actually make you mad at the other guy over there, you're going to forget that we're not doing anything. So when when somebody on, you know, like by the Biden administration or anything says, where's their plan? That that's that they're being serious. Where is the Republicans plan to do anything? Well, we had the commitment to America. Yeah, that one, the postcard. Yeah, uh-huh. It just says that we're going to do, we're, we're, we're going to do this and that. How, how, what's the plan? How? Because all, all you, all you've basically convinced us of is that, you know, we're, we want more freedom and, 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 and rich people, more money. And we're going to get rid of this. And we're going to get rid of that. And we're going to have investigations and we're going to do, okay, great. Yes. We're going to take people that actually called us on our bullshit off of, uh, you know, committees. Because their feelings don't care about your facts. So that's, you know, that's the next two years, right? So the Republicans in the House are going to come up with, and, and we did this, we've done this before, because there was a point in time when the Democrats hold, held the House and the Republicans held the Senate. Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats would pass bill after bill after bill after bill, and they would go to the Senate where they would die because Mitch McConnell. So now we're going to have the exact opposite. We just flip the script on this, right? Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans are going to try to do um, attention-seeking bills, right? Performative bills. Which, it, you know, you can make the argument the Democrats did that too. I, I have no trouble accepting that. But they're going to go to the Senate and, and, and die because Schumer. Unless Schumer, you know, is a little more pragmatic than said, well, you know, we can do some of this over here and we can do some of this over here. I'm sorry, I have to turn the page to my notes. And then, and then we can do this, some of this over here and more of this over here. But we want all, turn the page, all reasonable Republicans, turn the page, all reasonable Republicans to help with us. And Mitch is in the back going, I have no idea what you're talking about, what you're talking about. What you're talking about. Jesus Christ. They do repeat themselves. Trust me. I don't know why. It, I, don't, I don't know why. You gonna do it again? I don't know why. I thought you were gonna. Yeah. Just remember, as we come to the end, and, and pay attention now, especially, as we come to the end of this year, the end of uh, Democrats holding both houses. Um. The last few weeks of the year, before the change in, on January 3rd, we have a budget that we have to pass by December 16th, we have, or we have stuff that we have to do by December 16th, or we're going to have a government shutdown. The government's going to run out of money. <coughs> and I can't remember if they're saying that we, we, we haven't done a budget or we're going to do a CR or anything else like that, but... Please remember that we haven't done an actual budget in, 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 in years, as far as I know. I think we have been kicking this can down the road for years, maybe even a decade, maybe more, because we can't get an actual budget done because nobody wants to solve that problem. That, that would mean being accountable for something. So we kick the can down the road a little bit more and we go, you know what? 
at January 3rd, this case, we're going to do another CR. And by the time we get back, I, look, I'm retiring. I'm not going to be in Congress. I'm out. I'm Liz Chaley, and I approve uh, Chaley. Chaley. I'm, I'm Liz Chicklet, and I approve this mess. What? They don't care. They just, they put it down another, and then, and then they fail to do anything about it. So, you know, six months, three months, six months, a year from now. Oh, God, we got to do this again now. Didn't we solve it the last time? No. Why would you think that? Why would you ever think that? If you want to start with holding people accountable and actually getting people to act in your best interest, it's going to start with them funding the fucking government properly. Instead of CR after CR after CR. Or omnibus bills. Because omnibus bills, they can put stuff in it. that It wasn't there when they wrote the bill, but they'll file in an amendment or do something else. And then they'll put like a little poison pill in there, right? Which will make one side or the other go, I ain't voting for that because they have to vote for the whole thing. But then there's that one little pee under the mattress. So they go, I I'm voting against that because this. Well, then, no, that's a ready-made commercial because, you know, Elaine Luria voted against such and such. She didn't vote against such and such. She voted against it because of this little thing that got put in the bill that wasn't supposed to be there. But that's a talking point. That's, that's a ready-made media message for, for you, for the, whoever's going to run against that congressman later on. You, you don't care about the troops. No, I care about the troops. I just cared more about this little thing that you what the fuck was that that's you know and that's just how they take their that that's how they play this stupid little game and we need to hold them call them on their bullshit there are 12 spending bills that are part of a budget every year i think it's 12 and instead of actually voting them up or down one by one or maybe passing them one by one because they waste so much time and argue and don't get anything done, they mush things all together in an omnibus bill or they have to do a continuing resolution and they never actually get to the budget. You want to do something? Start there. You're listening to Rolly. Oh, yeah, I know. Don't don't get too excited. Um, I am a huge soccer fan. Soccer, the sport of the future since at least 1974. If you've heard that before, you'll enjoy hearing it the next time, too. Probably on something like Men in Blazers, which I think is where it comes from. Men in Blazers, a great soccer podcast that if you're interested in soccer at all, get it because it's funny. We are now in World Cup 2022, for those of you that want to admit it, because Qatar, Qatar, some, whatever you call it, that country over there, we had to do it in November because you can't do it in June when you normally do the World Cup because, holy shit, have you seen the temperatures in, in, in that country in June? That would be sending, you know, all these countries off to their certain deaths. I, 
So yeah, we did it in November when it's, you know, basically 80 degrees outside and maybe cooling off a little bit at night. Because desert, basically. I am a soccer fan from way back. I am part of that age group that uh, started playing youth soccer in the 70s. I, uh, I, I played a little soccer here in, uh, in Virginia Beach before we left for Cuba in 1980. I uh, played for two years on uh, Gitmo's youth soccer teams. Part of two teams, the Racers and the Jaguars. The Racers were fantastic. We had a redneck coach on that team. And the first game, the first game, they kick off, the ball's coming towards me, and the redneck coach says, pick it up, Chris. So I did. What are you doing? Like, you said pick it up. <laughs> I never made that mistake again because I knew handball. But, you know, you're telling me pick up the ball. I understand what he meant after that. Pick it up, meaning, you know, get it. Don't tell me I'm a little bit too literal at 10 years old for you. Okay. Can we talk about that? The second year, uh, my coach was a guy named uh, Kuntz, Eric Kuntz. And soccer was like one of the chromosomes for him. It was one. It, there was, you know, the one that gives you blue eyes, black hair and soccer. And I learned more about the game from him than I did from anybody else. And he is the one that gave me the, the absolute love for the game that I have. Of course, America, pre, say, 1994, 1996, you couldn't see a whole lot in the way of soccer. 1994, we had the World Cup here in this country. Uh, I know that because two weeks later, I went to a Pink Floyd concert at RFK and the soccer game had just been there. What? In June, right? And then July, Pink Floyd. Hmm. Soccer, thankfully, in the past 25, 30 years, has um, enjoyed um, a um, uh, more success in this country. People are actually watching it. People are watching MLS. I'm a huge uh, Seattle Sounders fan uh, for the Premier League. I, I follow Chelsea. Um, and uh, and and I always root for you know I try to root for the uh, American men uh, on uh, in the men's World Cup. But can we just be honest here, uh, Team USA? Uh, yeah, uh, not so much. Team USA women? Hell yes. Because if you don't know, uh, the women are the only people. Uh, Team America that uh, go yeah. Uh, Team America, fuck yeah, yeah, got it, yeah. Uh, the only USA national team that has actually won a World Cup are the women three times. Most people, most, hey, most bros, they can tell you when they actually started watching soccer because they were actually watching it one afternoon when Brandy Chastain won a soccer game on penalty kicks and ripped her shirt off. Oh, maybe I need to watch more of this. Hmm. Women's soccer, and, and you can disagree with me or not, and you're more than likely, you know, you're more than welcome to be fucking wrong, but women's soccer has done more for the game of soccer in the United States than anything else. It is the women's team that made soccer popular in this country. You can dispute it all you want. You're wrong. That is the truth. The men haven't done shit. 
And yes, I know, Landon Donovan is the Babe Ruth of soccer here in America. Alexi Lalas, you see him on TV all the time. Yeah, you see, yeah, great, yeah, fuck it, whatever. The men haven't done shit because every year they, you know, they can barely get out of the group stage. If they make it out of the group stage, they get, you know, walk into a buzzsaw in the first knockout game. I don't, I cannot remember if they've gone anywhere past the first knockout game. Maybe the second, but that's it. They might have gotten to the semifinals, but no. If they made it to the semifinals, I would be absolutely surprised because, again, and I may have mentioned this previously, the men's team hasn't done shit. The women. As much as some of you people don't want to talk about Megan Rapino, she's done more for soccer in this country. Carly Lloyd, Megan Rapino, right? Hope Solo. These, these people made soccer in this country. And the, the whole pay dispute that they've had over the years, which thankfully has been solved now. Uh, yeah, the women needed to be paid more or paid equally. So they weren't at all. So um, this is the time of year. Now, the 30 days that constitutes the World Cup is the don't fucking bug me period of, of you know, Every four years, uh, my wife is, and uh, you know, I love baseball, and I, you know, I watch. I, I don't watch football so much anymore because I, I just, again, as I mentioned with Herschel, I just, I feel bad about watching a game where people are actually destroying themselves. Um, I don't watch rugby either for the same reason, but you know, football is you know bad enough, and rugby has killed the guy with the ball, and I don't wear, you know, we're not wearing pads. But that haka that the All Blacks do are great. I'm... We'll catch the pre-show and then change the channel. <laughs> because ever New Zealand's on, I'm going to watch that at least and then go. Yeah. But every every four years, um, there there are times when you know basically my my wife becomes a widow for that period of time. The two weeks that the Summer Olympics are on. And the 30 days the World Cup is on. And it's a don't, don't fucking bug me. Don't, don't do it. Now, Qatar is the venue nobody uh, wanted, honestly. I mean, that was, it was corrupt as fuck. But um, we're here now, so we need to live with it. Some of you uh, yesterday were all pissed off um, prior to the kickoff of the game and, and Cutter and, um, and Ecuador played the first game. Uh, host country usually plays the first game. And you're all pissed off because we well, can't buy a beer at the venue. Turns out you can, if you buy one of the corporate skyboxes. So to have a beer at one of the venues in Cutter for the world cup is going to cost you $22,000. That's that's that better be good beer. But if you're an irregular schmuck like me, you can get Bud Zero, which has no alcohol. <laughs> no. And because first it's Bud, it's, it's only beer in name only. And secondly, he's got no alcohol. Is it really beer? <laughs> but why are, you, why are you upset now? It's a Muslim country. You thought you were, you, did you really seriously think this was going to happen? Have you been paying attention? 
it's a Muslim country. No, 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 no. Now, 2026 is coming, and that's going to be Canada and U.S. and Mexico. Canusico. <laughs> and that promises to be harder to, uh, harder to coordinate than normal, um, especially in the current climate. And, and God help us if, uh, if uh, 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 sweet potato Hitler uh, ends up being president again, because that's going to be, oh, God. Oh, Jesus. We got a better chance of getting Mexico to pay for a part of the World Cup than, uh, than other things I could mention. I'm just saying. What? I'm, I'm hoping, you know, and, and I, God, I don't think D.C. is going to be a venue this time because, well, let's be honest. It, it, actually, I don't even know if RFK is still even there. They, I thought they were knocking it down. I, anyway. By the time it gets there, it may not be there. Maybe they'll build something else. But um, I, I think the closest place, the closest venue to where I live in Virginia Beach is going to be Charlotte or Philadelphia. Um, for World Cup games. So, and there's going to be like, you know, uh, across the country um, uh, venues for that. So it's not just going to be on the East Coast. There's going to be some in over in, you know, San Jose and California, stuff like that. Seattle. I believe uh, Lumen Stadium where the Seahawks play is going to be uh, uh, one of the uh, one of the venues. And then, of course, you've got, you know, places in Mexico. So I'm assuming Toronto, they'll have, you know, something there, Montreal. There'll be different places. You know, uh, you've got over in uh, Vancouver, you know, they have an Olympic stadium there from the Winter Olympics so they can probably, you know, refit to be soccer if they haven't already. I have friends that live in Vancouver. They probably tell me. And then wherever they do in Mexico, Mexico City, of course, you know, different places. I'm looking forward to see how they do this because generally, again, unlike Cutter, where they had to build all this stuff, the stadiums in this country, they're already there, so there probably shouldn't be a whole lot in the way of infrastructure that needs to be built to handle this. Also, unlike an Olympic uh, year, an Olympic city that has to build a bunch of stuff if they've never had an Olympics before. Personally, if you really want to solve all these problems, FIFA, IOC, if you're listening, you know, the answer to the question came along in 1979 or 1980. There was, there was a cartoon movie that came out uh, right around that time. And it was a lot of the folks from SCTV and Saturday Night Live and stuff like that put it, uh, were the voices for this. And it was called Animal Olympics. And it was all the animals. And they went to Animal Olympic Island. And they, all the venues were there, right? If you really want to solve the problem, and I know this won't work because you, 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 I understand that you guys want the tourism dollar, but the tourism dollar isn't, is it worth all the other headaches, right? I mean, Rio only got, Rio in 2016, Rio only did it by the skin of their teeth and all those places are now burned out hollow shells because Brazil I think I think one of them is like squatters apartments now. But I remember seeing I mean, we're talking urban decay on a massive scale here. 
What about Athens? We're talking urban to scale. <laughs> Kidding. Not really. Build a place. If you build it, yeah, right. Look, build a place. Olympic Island. Make it also World Cup Island, right? Soccer stadium. Build one there, right? You're, you're, you're making man-made islands in Dubai right now. The technology exists. Build a fucking island for this. Right? The tourist the airlines and the cruise ships will love this. Right? Make sure you have the infrastructure to handle people coming in every few years, right? Well, how do you make this work? Look, you know, you have other things. You have resorts. You have other things where people can go and play on vacation. But once a year, once every four years, you know, you have the Summer Olympics and the World Cup. And you can stagger them however you need to, right? But do that. The tourists will come. And you build in the infrastructure to handle millions of people on the island at the same time without, you know, a mass extinction event. And you'll probably be all right. And that way you only have to do this once. And then minor upkeep, maintenance, things like that. But, you know, it's not like Beijing. Well, Beijing, they, they build shit in 30 seconds, right? They build, they build a high-rise building in like a day. I wish I was joking. I don't believe I'm exaggerating much. Why don't they do this? And then, if you really want to make money off of this, not everybody wants to watch the Olympics. Not everybody wants to watch the World Cup. I would be willing to pay for access to watch the events that I want to watch or watch the whole thing. Right? So you make a streaming channel for this and subscribe to it or do pay-per-view. Right? Not only would you actually, you know, make hand over fist with that, you might actually be able to pay off the debt that you incur building this shit. Because I think enough people would actually want to buy that. So, that, that's my, those are my thoughts on the subject. I mean, you know, make it a permanent venue. Pick one. Pick a place. Build a place. If you don't want to build a place, pick a place. A place that already has all the stuff there, right? And then that way you don't have to keep doing this. All right, I think I've done enough damage. So, um, hey, thank you for listening to the show. Um, head on over to chrisroley.com for more of my flavor of crazy. And if you like the, that flavor, uh, you can uh, support that uh, flavor of crazy on Patreon. The link's at the website. Again, chrisroley.com. And um, I, I, I give you all the socials. The links are there as well, but <clears throat> that's in flux right now with Twitter being the way it is. I have a Mastodon account. I have, um, um, I actually reopened a Flickr account. Because I was trying to think about an Instagram alternative so I could get the fuck off Facebook. Flickr's been there the entire time and they're embracing because Flickr was bought by SmugMug. Flickr is embracing photographers the way that they should embrace. They're, they're, they're being fondled gently and lovingly. It's what? No? 
Flickr. Please, photographers, people that want to show pictures, please consider Flickr again. Might be worth your time. Till next time, folks, question everything, full stop. Tuna milk got nothing to do with it. Question everything, full stop. Stay solid, people. Bye-bye now.